Is this thing on? Why am I leaning over it? It's omnidirectional. What up, yo? It's poppin'. It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode. It's been a long time of the Father Market Protocol. Bring the horns in now, son. You may not realize, but there's music that plays over this that gets edited. By the time they hear it, they're like, yo, that's that hot beat. Yo, it's been, it's been some time. I almost promised that I'll be more consistent in 2018 2017 was a was a challenging year and this will probably be the last of uh, last episode of 2017 i think i averaged probably close to 50 episodes a year and this year <laughs> in 2017 we might have done if we did 20 i'd be surprised um but hey these things happen anyway man this is another uh episode i've been at sea for the last couple of weeks um I'll just be getting back by the time y'all hear this, but I'm taking this two days before. I'm actually going to drop this. This is coming out on Christmas Day. I'll drop this on Christmas. So happy holidays to everybody. Uh, happy Festus. Happy uh, Hanukkah. And happy Kwanzaa for um, the three black people that listen that do celebrate Kwanzaa. Uh, myself not being one of them. Yo, I'm back at sea, man. Y'all know how we do. We do um, every so often when I'm at sea. I, I, I'm vibing with somebody, another comic that's on the ship with me. And this one is special <laughs> because... We've known each other, what, 20 years? Yeah. We've known each other 20-some-odd years and haven't seen each other in a good decade. Uh, but welcome to the living room, uh, really my cabin in this particular instance. My man, Tim, how, you know what, Hamnahun? Homie Yoon. Homie Yoon. Same thing. Tom, Tim, Tim Homie Yoon. I've known him for 20 years. I ain't <laughs> never looked at his name to learn how to pronounce it properly. Know how to spell it, but never knew how to... I don't even know how to yeah. pronounce it. So. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me uh, on. Oh, man, no. He, listen, let me tell y'all uh, one of the reasons why. And, and for those that don't know, Tim... Tim has been... When did you... You started when you were 16? Yeah. Tim started in comedy when he was 16. Has pretty much worked with any and everybody I worked with and then some because we both came up in the New York City uh you know on the New York City stages uh of stand up comedy um but to give a little background tell tell some of the people what you, what you have what are some of your biggest accomplishments well, uh, aside from rocking out on, on uh, the wonderful Norwegian little things for like comedy central little yeah. TV things uh did a little writing for Saturday Night Live, okay. um, and uh, set the record. I don't want to brag, but I was the only comic ever to be booed off stage three times in one night. So that's my number one accomplishment. <laughs> well, what night was it? Where were you? Uh, well, the first two were out in uh, Long Island when I I started in Long Island. I was like I guess seventeen. I did two outdoor shows, you know, like local town. Those are always fun. Yeah, I got booed off those two. Then I went and did the Apollo. The same night? Yeah, like later that night and got booed off. And I always tell people, like, oh, look, you get booed off once, it happens. Everyone gets booed off once. You get booed off twice, you suck. But if you get booed off three times, that's talent right there. That's a future. (laughs) Now, hold up. When you're driving from the outdoor gig, because anyone that's not familiar with um, the geography of New York City... Uh, where in Long Island was this gig? Uh, they were in, uh, Sayville, in Suffolk County, way out. Yeah, and, so that's, yeah. that's some distance. So, you, you just had, like, this horrible, <laughs> and the reason I'm, I'm saying this is because 
this is commitment. This is a commitment that some new jacks, some newer comics, because we have a lot of new comics that are listening, might not have. But you know you are built for this when you travel from a boo in Long Island, <laughs> to, not just to New York City, to Harlem, New York City, because that's a good. That's at least an hour, hour and a oh, half, yeah. ninety minutes. Of travel time yeah. in a car or on the train. You're on the, the train. Yeah. Okay, so that's 90 minutes to reflect to yourself yeah. <laughs> that you know maybe uh, maybe maybe you know telemarketing is better better yeah. calling. And what's going through your mind? Well, the, the funny ride? thing is the first show. Um, it was you know, it's an outdoor show. There's kids. You know they're on blankets. They're people. You know. People want to sing. They want to. Oh, dance. so it's like a it's a talent talent type festival thing. Yeah. Type so I go up and I'm uh, telling you know jokes and they say be clean and then. Um, Were you? I was trying to you know what I mean. <laughs> so I'm I'm just bombing up there and uh, I'm getting heckled by a group of like teenagers Ugh. and they're just you suck and I'm I'm just facing forward right, right. keep going, keep going. but there you hear them. And they're running behind the... St- it's an outdoor stage, so there's no back to it or anything. Right. And I'm facing forward. I don't see him now. All of a sudden, boom, I get hit in the back. And I'm saying, what? And things are flying by me. They're taking balls of duct tape. <laughs> and they're just pegging me. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. And uh, <laughs> so I start doing... I was telling Dean that I, I used to have these, you know, stock heckler lines uh-huh. and whatever I was telling him. And then... Uh, but I was about to snap. You know how it is like when you... Yeah, can, yeah. And I, can I curse on... Of course, you right. say whatever I you I know want. you don't curse, but... Yeah, but nah, dude. Uh, so this little kid... I mean, this kid must have been five or six years old. Uh-huh. Gets off his blanket, starts running towards the state. Like, right towards me. You and, got rushed by a yeah, five-year-old. Yeah, and he goes, get off the stage! <laughs> He's screaming at me. And I just snap, and I go, fucking <laughs> blow me, you little shit. Fuck you. And he's just, like, staring in silence. He goes, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the guy behind you. And I turn behind me, and there's a guy sweeping up the balls, like the duct tape that's all over that they've been throwing at me. And they boo me off. And so then, hold up. So yeah, because so the kid was actually coming to your to defense. defense. <laughs> and you just... I mean, literally, there was a guy behind me while I'm on stage, because it was just like I said, they were throwing. There was all stuff behind me, uh-huh. and it was just <laughs> he's just sweeping it. <laughs> and I was like, whoops! And then of course the MCs, like the guy's father, wants to <gasps> speak to. So I like Uh-oh. zoom out of there. So I was. Even though I was, you know, distraught about getting booed off, I was, like, just happy to get out of there. I go to the next one. The Apollo. Well, uh, no, that was the first one. Okay. Then I do the uh, next one, which is, uh, it's sort of like the same thing. It's, uh, like, two towns over. Outdoor. Yeah, and they had, like, a gong show. Okay, was Yeah, and it was same thing, singers, and I went up, and they they were uh, booing, which meant you get gonged, and then I had one of the... Judges was a gorilla behind. Like I, at one point, <laughs> I was getting was laughs, and you you realize it was a gorilla, you know, dancing making, behind yeah. you. Yeah. So then I got booed. Then I did the Apollo. So so set the scene. So you left the first boo in Suffolk County. You go you go two towns <laughs> uh, over. Yeah. Still in the, the county of Suffolk. Because you're from Long Island. Yeah. 
Do you know any, like, are people at any of these the, uh, the second one, the, the second gong show, one. yeah. People you know like people. It. Yeah, so that was, it was As more was painful walking through the crowd after you get booed, just because, oh. you know, like, I know that guy, that guy's a teacher <laughs> at my school. <laughs> so you get in your car, and you haven't had enough uh, rejection for the day. You get in your car, and you're driving. You're a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. You driving, which which is courageous in and of itself, because 17-year-old white kid even though you're not white you're iranian yeah. what are you, iranian and norwegian and norwegian yeah. so so okay so the norwegian you are like uber white that's yeah, like yeah. white too yeah, yeah, yeah. that cancels out the iranian that's like right? i said i'm like the donny osmond of terrorists right you know, like, i'm so white nobody <laughs> really knows so you you get in your car and you, what are you My thinking 79 right, is... station wagon that, oh, nice. that would break down in the middle of the street you know oh wow uh, yeah I, I went I took the train and it's funny because you know you're this wimpy kind of like I said white kid on Long Island I take the train and it's a mix you start getting mixed black white Latino then you get into the city then you start heading up to Harlem circa the so 90s. you are on the, you're on the Long Island Railroad yeah I take okay. the Long Island okay. Railroad then I get into the city take the subway okay up to 125th right and you're walking through and what, what year is this roughly 93 I think 93 so this is this is Wu-Tang is in full effect yeah and, and uh, Biggie's about to pop and I literally got lost cause I went to 126 and it used to be in Harlem back then, uh, was, it's not the same. Oh yeah, it as was. It is now. Like it was abandoned. Like there was a whole block abandoned. Yeah. It's, and it's two black. Like first of all, you're you're on the subway and you're like, why is everyone looking at me? Because I got a knapsack. <laughs> I used to carry my comedy book, notes and stuff. Everyone's like, look at this guy's lost. Yeah. Right, right. Because so, usually, once again, to paint the picture for those that don't know New York City, especially uh, long before gentrification was even an, an idea. Um, in that area of the city, most most uh, white people got off at 96th Street. Like, yeah. if you were on the subway, if you ever saw a movie, Brother from Another Planet, there's a scene, there's a there's a uh, street, uh, uh, what is the guys with the, sh- the shell game? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing the shell game, and then he says, all right, I got another, uh, I got, uh, Fisher Stevens was playing the role, and he says, here, you want to see a magic trick? I'm going to make all the white people disappear. And then the train stops at 96 and you see all the white people get out, yeah. get out and then it's just black people. That That's what Harlem was. Harlem was was a chocolate city, you know. And so you... And you got to remember, I grew up in way out in Suffolk County, so right. I didn't really know. It was mostly, like my school was all white. Right. It was like the one adopted Asian girl, right. the one adopted black kid. Right. Like, I right. didn't know. Franklin and soon you. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. So I go in, and all of a sudden, and it's the, and it didn't bother me, but I, it just, uh, the fact that I, all of a sudden everyone's looking at me. Right. So I'm like, why is everyone looking at me? And then uh, I get off at 125th, and I, I, this is my first time going to the Apollo, so I got lost. And uh, I end up 126 behind it. Right, right. And which is a, which? As a black male in 1993, I didn't want to necessarily. If I didn't know anyone living on 126, 126 is just is a is a silent block. But there's yeah. no there's no foot traffic, so you don't know what's going to go yeah. down on 126. And it was Street. like I remember uh, two guys. One guy's got 
his thing out, he's peeing, and he's just, yeah, you don't belong, he's just screaming <laughs> at me, and now I'm starting to get nervous, then a girl, this kind of crack girl grabs me, come on, baby, you know, he's trying to pull me into the, like, the, because it's all abandoned, yeah, you know, in like, a crack house, you know, and there's stuff on the ground, you yeah, know, yeah. vials and stuff, right, of course, and then I, uh, so I go to, like, a little bodega, and ask them, and I go, excuse me, do you know how to get to the Apollo? And they're like, no, no, wait, brother, why, why, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, and then the one guy, he's got the foot up on the newspapers, you know, he's like, uh, he's like, well, what you got? You know, and he's asking. <laughs> was there a cat? Did you see a cat oh, in the bodega? Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. There was a cat in yeah, the bodega. Yeah, and then, uh, and I'm thinking, what do I got? You know, I'm a 17, what do I, and luckily I the other guy, the other guy goes, no, no, you don't have to give him money. Yeah, you know, you're one block. Like, I literally turn around. It's, you see. It's right there. You and, see the warning. Like, this guy wanted me to give him money <laughs> to go, hey, turn around. It's it's behind this. It's the next block. You just go. So so you, you go in. Now, how did you wind up on the Apollo? Did you? Oh, they had a, uh, a thing where you wait online, and then you would come the next week for mm-hmm. their... Uh, what is it? Uh, Wednesday, right? The the amateur night. Amateur night, night, yeah. Which was which was a big, um, back back in the days. I think they still do it actually, but uh, historically, amateur night at the Apollo is Wednesday night. Yeah, and people go, and you get people from all over the world that that will come and hope to get validation. Yeah. So they had the amateurs, and then at the end, and you know the the big. Uh, guy was biz Marquis. oh biz was, was yeah, he was so he, he was like the the actual the booked act yeah yeah night. okay and i just i'm sitting there i'm like oh that's, that's kind of cool you're yeah. excited but he had this huge head like, <laughs> you, and it's still that big yeah, I know. Biz, <laughs> biz looks like a human pez dispenser like he's got heads orbiting around <laughs> I mean, it's huge but uh and, and then they they send the amateurs on the stair well going up uh and uh and it's just like a boo next boo next. like you just you just hear boos do you remember who's hosting at all uh i've known a couple of I guys think, that have hosted uh cuz it was a, i did a couple times that might have been it wasn't monty wasn't Mon- monteria monty. ivy yeah, yeah i think he was doing one of God them God bless him. yeah 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 he was monty, he was okay. a nice guy yeah monty was real real cool guy yeah uh i think he was doing that one and did then, did he mess up because Monty had that <laughs> Monty had a slight list and so did he say your name correctly or did he uh, next up from Long Island we have Tim Hama you know pretty much yeah. <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is I walked out without touching the truth oh stuff. no so he started laughing and he oh, whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, so they were they were pre booing they, they're yeah. like oh yeah gotta. explain to the people. What what the what oh, the tree stump? So there's is. a tree stump that you're supposed to, I guess, rub for good luck, yeah. which is uh, like symbolic of the uh, Apollo's history. Yeah, all of, all of the uh, back in the days, all all of the artists uh, used to. There was a tree outside of the Apollo. I don't know if it was on one twenty fifth or one twenty sixth, but all the acts would lean up under this tree, and so when they cut that tree down, they brought. I think they call it the tree of hope. Um, they brought. A, a log of that tree, a piece of the tree inside, because that was sort of like your your good luck blessing that you rubbed the tree yeah. of hope before you went and performed because you had the spirits of of the all of the talent that had come before you. You know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, and it's it's funny because uh, you just saw the 
I was kind of expecting it because I already been booed off twice. Like okay. I didn't. I was like, you were numb tempered. To it. Yeah, so to but it. you it's saw. Cool. I mean, little kids were crying. They were getting booed off. <laughs> I mean, little kids. <laughs> and, Lauren Hill got booed out of there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lauren. I heard that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were. They didn't care who. Only like you know what I I realized I noticed that. Even if you were a kid, you were handicapped, or you were elderly, mm-hmm. they would give you extra time. Yeah. But they'd still boo you off. Yeah. Like they, you get an extra they'd twenty seconds. They give you a little, little buffer. Yeah. Is the equivalent of when uh, an established comedian goes on in in a room. You know, like when Jerry Seinfeld mm. dro- drops in. If 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 you're working at Caroline's and Seinfeld drops in, he's going to get a standing ovation and he'll get about three to five minutes of people yeah. just happy that he's there. But then there's a point where people are like, all right, man, you better be funny. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you know, you could get this too. You know, and so the Apollo, the Apollo historically, you have a couple of things that'll bide you some time. If you're, if you're handicapped, definitely if you're handicapped, uh, if you're if you're a kid, kid, if you're a teenager, yeah. too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're old enough to take this this boot. Um, and the number one manner of getting out of a boot is if you mention God. <laughs> if you, right? If you mention God before, you know, if if uh, if Monty's in. So Tim, where are you from? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm I'm from Long Island, but uh, you know God gave me a gift and God God blessed me with this talent. So people gonna you know, <laughs> you know and and if 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 you start getting booed and you're like yeah, so uh, my mom boo, you know my mother died, but she said that God will guide me. You know, yeah. they're like okay, we gonna oh, yeah. we gonna give him a little more time. Well, they even told I think it was Monty told me afterwards. He goes, what was happening? You get. Half the crowd boos you, mm-hmm. the other half cheers you on. Right. But when you mix that yeah. boo salad, you know, it, <laughs> it is it just sounds like everybody's yeah. booing you. It's it sounds like they're applauding the boos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I was just doing setups. Like I couldn't uh, even get the punch. Get the and I didn't even know if they heard me uh, because it was so loud. Right. So I I finally kinda I guess I started stuttering after my first punchline because yeah, I'm like, dry I don't know. mouth. Yeah, and then uh, they just boo Sandman guy comes out. Yeah, and uh, but I remember Monty was uh, because he was a comedian. Mm-hmm. He kind of he, he said, you know, he it was encouraging. Hey, keep it up. You have a lot of uh, courage. Yeah. you know, you were the only comedian on, mm-hmm. so he was real cool. And I used to see him at. Uh, he was the warm up for a lot of the a lot TV of, yeah, tapings. A lot of TV yeah, so I used to see him. He was always. A nice guy. I always yeah, yeah, him. man. One, one of the, uh, Monty. I met Monty in. Uh, his name is Monteria Ivy. Monty. He. Uh, if you ever watch the old uh, Chris Rock show, I was actually watching last week. If you watch old Chris Rock episodes of his HBO show, Monty Monteria Ivy was the announcer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, "This week we have uh, <laughs> the Reverend Jesse Jackson and Erica Badu." <laughs> With musical director Grandmaster Flash, right? And uh, he did that. He did um, he did warm-ups for all of the HBO specials they did in, like... Remember the, the cycle they did? I want to say, like, 90, 93, 94, yeah. like, Margaret Cho, Mencia, yep. Chris Rock did his in Atlanta. 
Um, he was also um, he was a big part of uh, for those that don't know Snaps. snaps he yeah. did that like Uptown Comedy Club, which which sort of popped on on the scene on TV around ninety one, late ninety one, early ninety two. Monty uh, was part of the Uptown Comedy Club uh, crew as far as all the comics they use. Uh, did he, I think Maceo was was the Remember they had the battle. They would have oh, the yeah, comments yeah. battle. I think Maceo was the was the sort of the judge in between. Of oh the, okay. The, um, yeah. Mamanti was on the show, and then uh, and then he wrote the book uh, Snaps, or he co-wrote the mm. book Snaps, which is funny because now roasting is, is sort of yeah. come full circle, and now it's it's such a big thing. But Monty yeah, and white and, people steal everything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> uh, which is funny because I was like. Anytime I hear people roasting, I'm like, you snapping, jonesing, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God bless. He passed. He passed away uh, some time ago. But he always, uh, he was always, he was always real nice to me. I met him in, uh, I met him in, I want to say either Toronto or Rochester when I was in school. I started comedy, and uh, Uptown Comedy Club came on tour. It was like right after Def Def Jam splashed, and then uh, the Brown brothers, Kevin Kevin and Andre Brown, oh, yeah, were like, yeah. oh, let's we we should go on tour too. So they were doing you know theaters. They did the uh, auditorium theater in Rochester, and I snuck backstage and and met like Flex and uh, Rhonda Fowler, and I think Monty was there with Corwin Moore, the Atomic Dog. And then when I did my Def Comedy Jam audition in uh, I want to say in late '94, early '95 in Toronto. Uh, Monteria, Artie Fuqua, oh. um, and and Gerald Kelly were mm-hmm. were up there. And so it was uh, and Monty was always, you know what? Yeah, you gotta you gotta come. If you you from New York, come back down, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta get on stage and 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 so the first time I I went to he used to have Monty's crib up mm-hmm. uh, in the National Black Theater on uh, Madison and One Twenty Fifth, and they would do that every Sunday night. And I came down, and uh, and he he you know they would have like a workshop, a bunch of comics workshop, and then he, he they gave me a uh, stage time. He was always very encouraging. Yeah, so. they they were telling me about it. Remember Nels? Nels, oh, yeah. Nell, oh, they were, yeah, they were real encouraging. They t- although unfortunately, I did the Uptown Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> See where this is going? <laughs> oh yeah, that to me that was I mean like their one of their nights mm-hmm. where it was bad. It was mm-hmm. actually tougher. Than the Apollo because mm-hmm. you could see him. Yeah, it's closer. Yeah, it was smaller. And though. and I forget the guy, Crazy Sam. Cra- oh, oh my damn. god, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I uh, so I again I would get booed off. They would play music though. That was <laughs> yeah, yeah. That meant get off. So which is which? I think honestly, I had this discussion with uh, Dylan Mendelson last week, and he feels like you know. They should bring back the boo. And I told him, I said, man, let me tell you something. A boo is bad, but to me, silence is worse. Yeah. Right? Because a boo, when someone boos you, you're like, oh, that's where I went wrong. Mm. When you are on stage five minutes, seven (laughs) minutes, ten minutes, and people are just pondering, just staring at you, not even, not the crickets aside, you know, that hurts because... You're just meandering yeah. <laughs> about nothing, and you can hear people like swallowing and <laughs> and sighing. Like it's nothing worse. You nothing worse than you on stage, and you hear, <sighs> you know. And so in the what pl- a teeth it, noise, yeah, teeth people jamming, you know, or, or and then like uptown, 
they the, did they give you what was it like was it the fast break comedy where they had like just a bunch of comics they give you three minutes or you had an actual set? I think it was like a five minute okay set and then uh, yeah if they didn't like they played the music <laughs> yeah and then uh, and they used to tell me you gotta because I was you know I was young I didn't know they said you gotta be more aggressive yeah you gotta him. be yeah you gotta you can't. Uh, and that's like you say when they when they boo you you blame the crowd mm-hmm. when they're silent you blame yourself. Right. So they said you gotta you gotta show them that you're confident. Mm-hmm. You know. So I was telling Dean I used to have a lot of heckle line like so I remember one time I got booed off I come back again with this guy Crazy Sam and describe I know Crazy Sam I, but please describe Crazy Sam and 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 I want y'all to know. His he he lived up to his name. Yeah, he. Uh, I just remember him doing crowd work in between, like a half hour. Yeah. Like in the crowd. Yeah. I mean, literally fighting people because yeah. there was no no AC. It was summertime. Right. People are, are fanning themselves. It's like a over like three and a half hour show. Yeah. To and, give to give y'all context. Crazy Sam, um, he was he was part of like the 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 early '90s. Uh, if you watch Video Music Box or any of the uh, like sort of hip hop, uh, B Cat type shows, shows local local public access shows. And Crazy Sam was it's probably like six three, mm-hmm. probably two forty two fifty, big head of like Dos Effects dreads, big beard, and. For those that don't know, Crazy Sam did Def Comedy Jam, mm-hmm. uh, but they they had to they didn't air his because I the the legend says he pulled out a Tech Nine <laughs> on stage, <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, "Yeah, hey, we gotta draw the line here." You yeah, because he was even saying that during the show because people he would rip on the crowd yeah. and go into the crowd and get in your face. It wasn't like he's a comic on stage yeah. ripping on you. He'd go if you tried to, you know, come back, he'd he go would, he would challenge he would literally go and get in your face. Yeah. And uh and literally do like a half hour in between. So then you gotta follow. So and he kept telling me, you know, go get him, go get him like a like a dog. Go get him. Right. right. So I go up there and I just remember this Big woman just running towards the stage. <laughs> DJ! DJ! And I go, I will come down there and knock the fleas out of your weave. I will burn your food stamps. I will knock the seven kids out of you. I don't know what. It's just coming out in the but crowd. But is it killing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's funny. And, uh, and everyone's like, whoa! Like, you know, yeah. they're going oh! crazy. And I'm just ripping up. And she... She goes past the DJ. She starts coming right up to, <laughs> onto the stage. And that's when Crazy... And I was like, uh-oh. Like, I'm going to get my ass kicked by this big girl. <laughs> so Crazy Sam comes up and grabs me, <laughs> throws me over his shoulder. So my ass is facing the... I'm just dangling. I'm like 120 pounds at the time. Oh, and he, he starts yelling at the woman to sit back down. <laughs> And he does literally 10 minutes Would you with me hung over, just dangling, just dangling there like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> oh, shoot, I'm sorry. Oh, and then they're like, all right, get get him out of it. Because now the girl, like, I don't know if she, her, 
got you know, is gonna yeah. kick my ass so they Send me out. Sneak you out. <laughs> and I was like, all right, maybe, uh, maybe I should stick to New York Comedy Club. <laughs> oh, was that was that your last foray into the uptown urban? Uh, yeah, world pretty of much. Comedy? Yeah, because I got booed all that. The other times, that one is like, uh, now they're like, you, you cross the line, they're coming after. I'm like, oh, because you have that like stage strength. Right. But once they come on, I'm like, oh, I'm not a fighter, man. I better. Right. <laughs> but his the comic in me is like. But you did. You were getting laughed, yeah, so you yeah. didn't. You didn't lose. It's just you got attacked. Tag, you yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> Yo, and this this is funny. Uh, I want y'all to. Y'all, I actually got tears in my eyes. Um, I didn't plan on recording the episode, but Tim, <laughs> Tim has been telling me these stories, man, all week. <laughs> and Mark Klein, Mark's a little older, so Tim launches into these stories. And I always know when they're about to go left because Mark looks at me and gives me a look like, is he about to say what I think he's yeah. about to say? And then he says it. And Tim doesn't have uh, um, internal modulation, so he doesn't realize he'll say something heinous while people are sitting oh, yeah. one table away with their child. Did you see that night? There was, there, was a, there was a family with a child, oh, yeah. and you said something I know vagina was involved in oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I saw the mother's head when, when you said it. Her head turned. And she didn't look. She just, her head turned. And then she grabbed her child and pulled her child around. And this is, he has, you know, these, these stories are funny, man. So what first, I got to get back on track. What what made you, I always ask comics, what what got you on stage the very first time? Like, is this something you always wanted to do when you were a kid? Obviously, uh, you started when you were a yeah, kid. Yeah, so I I used to watch the Dangerfield specials okay. on HBO. Okay. Uh, all yeah, I watched them all. I loved uh, Kinnison. I was gonna say I remember Kinnison yeah Bob Nelson. Those. Then I uh, then obviously Eddie Murphy prior, right. but Eddie Murphy was you know, you know I was probably about. Nine, ten. That's right. And my, I have three older brothers, so they watch them. And uh, what do you think it was about Eddie Murphy that spoke to our generation of comics? Because uh, a, a good amount of comics that I talk to, with the exception of like a Keith, right? Well, Keith Robinson. Keith is 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 pop pop anyway. Keith yeah. Is, Keith is old. Yeah, I said it, Keith. Um, <laughs> but Keith is 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 older, so I could see his influences. Um, because he was actually getting on stage you know close to when delirious first yeah. happened so he he didn't that wasn't his jump off but what do you think it was about uh Eddie Murphy his delirious power i mean mm-hmm. this guy just confidence mm-hmm. and i he started on long island so uh so a lot of the clubs that i started at mm-hmm. they would talk about him they said you know like instinctively he you know 17 16 7 he just you just come out once he started getting the material right. he had the power and you know that stage presence mm-hmm. he he would sing he'd do this he do his impression right. he'd he just uh overwhelm and it's funny because they used to he was in like a, a trio or something like those these they used to call him whatever the something trio like mm-hmm. uh comics on long island they said he would always um like they go you know, he was broke like everyone there. Right. So they they'd go to the, you know, he'd sleep at the toll booths. You know, oh. like time to pay. You know, right. like he you know, was. 
But they, uh, there was a guy, Vince Dant, I think it was Vince Dantosa Ventriloquist, who said, Eddie, you know, because he was driving Eddie, Eddie said, hey, when I get a, when I get something big, I'm going to give you. And it actually, I think, gave him his car, like his old car. Oh, wow. When he got SNL. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was, uh, they said he was a, a real cool down-to-earth yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought I, th- I was hoping you were gonna say after after like Beverly Hills Cop he bought him a house or something. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> a car is good too. Yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, so him and then uh, them of course like Dice. So like mm-hmm. my older brothers love Dice. So we like, all did. Yeah, I, like like people. I think sometimes people forget how big Andrew Dice Clay was. Uh, you know, in eighty seven, eighty eight. Oh yeah. You know, after I think it was a Dangerfield special. Yep. That yeah, he just started yeah, blowing up after. And, that. Yeah, yeah. So like that's who, and then I so that kind of got me into stand up. Those are like the the big guys mm-hmm. that don't, now you're like oh I'm watching stand up. So I and back then there was a ton of cable. Mm-hmm. So I used to watch all the MTV, the VH1, Yeah. And I was just amazed, like, how do these guys, you know, remember? They're on stage for 10 minutes. Like, how do they remember (laughs) 10 minutes? That's funny. And then um, I used to write in school uh, jokes in the back, you know, Mm -hmm. just... Mm -hmm. And I was always, like, a writer. I'd always have funny stuff, but I was always a shy, you know, kid. So um, I finally took a... uh, so, uh, So backtrack... I wanted to do comedy, mm-hmm. but I was I was scared. There's no way, but I just... Right. So when I was in junior high school, I kept... I had three older brothers, so I kept their tests. And it, I was in a small school. It was, it was Bayport with mm-hmm. Bluepoint. Like, I had to put the two little towns together. Okay. So um, I would keep their tests. And they just reused the tests. Same, t- you know, small oh, schools. So I was getting perfect scores... And then it was... You didn't think to maybe change one or two just to, just uh, so no one caught on? Uh, uh, sometimes, yeah. I, I would, okay. I would, you know, get like a 97 or something. Uh, I did get caught by one of the teachers. She, How'd they catch you? Because uh, I had a data bank. You remember that Casio data bank one? She yeah. put like 50 phone numbers. Uh, yeah. So I would put as the uh, the name, I would put the number, letter, number, like number one, this letter to, you know. Ah, like, I had my little system. And so what she did, because uh, I would watch her, but she she changed the, the order of the questions, you know. So I, I, so 1A all of a sudden was, number one was actually, she put number 17, you know, to change the order. So that screwed me up. So I, I failed that test, and she she made some comments about it, but by then... I knew, all right, just try and memorize the question and answer. Right. And she, of course, still put the same. What what kind of, like, what comment? She was like, I think it's interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, some one of those, yeah. like. Yeah, how do you go from, uh, whatever, 98 average to, uh, you know, like a 40. Right. And I said, oh, you know, I, I slacked off. I'll, but next time, you know, like, I right. tried to play it off. But she knew, you know. But, yeah. But you're in junior high. Right. She didn't really. But then, of course, she put this, like I said, this. She put it out of order, but same question. Right. So then I memorized the question, and then uh, there was a thing called Mathletes. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It was I like so. it was like a math competition. Right. I was okay at math, but I wasn't. You know, you were a mathlete. I won five years in a row. Oh, and the reason everyone thought, man, this guy's a nerd, man. This guy, like I used to get, you know, bullied and everything, but it was because no one else joined, and uh, I knew that. Right. They said. Uh, 
They said, no one wants to join. Come on, we need somebody to right. join. So I said, the hell with it. I just joined. I automatically won. You know, so, <laughs> you know, you get like a little plaque at the uh, end of the year. So uh, they thought I was so smart, they put me in advanced uh-oh. class. So I literally went above my brothers, you know, but I was getting like uh, high school credits in junior high so they said you can graduate early oh so that's how i, I go oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna become a comic when i graduate so like for like three but i literally my average when i went above my brothers yeah, so i didn't know have the... so yeah i i was failing i had to take tutors and uh so i had to cheat uh there was like i used to sell stuff i was like a porn guy you know um <laughs> Because I had all the brothers, and I have a cousin who would give them, you know, they had the porn stuff, so okay. in, like, an elementary school, I'd show the Playboy the cover, and they'd give uh -huh. me, like, Bazooka Joes just to see the cover. If you want to see the, the centerfold, that's 50 cents. You know, oh, that's why you were bartering yeah. uh, porn. Yeah, I remember as a, a kid, the librarian goes, you're an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. I didn't even, like, back then, like, 80, you're like, what the hell is an entrepreneur? Right. But that's... I was always buying and selling stuff. You're like Pornhub. Yeah, I had the before. little porn pens. You ever see those yeah, with a yeah, naked yeah. woman? Yeah, you, you turn, turn it, it upside down. Yeah, yeah. I used to sell. Uh, I even had um, uh, a thing called. I had a little store. I used to sell baseball cards uh, and it called Picture Cards Plus and used and abused collectibles and and I would. Uh, I remember one. I had uh, no tear cards. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a little card, like a little white business card. Mm -hmm. And it was for adults, but you're a dumb kid, you know, I'd give it to the guys. It says, if you're in the mood for sex, keep this card and smile. You know, if not, then tear it up. So the guys would give it to the girls. And the girls would try and tear it, but it was laminated. It was, like, oh, real so thin, so they couldn't, you know, so... So it's like, so they are in the mood for sex. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> you would laugh and... But, of course, the girls still, all of a sudden, they tear it, you know, like, I'm like, what the... F man, I, <laughs> the like, they were starting to work, and then all of a sudden, they learned to tear it. And then, of course, I sent it back to the company. They're like, well, we've been in business 50 years. You're the only, you know, like, I'm like, man, it look, it's torn. I right. said, you know. By a 13-year-old. But, I, I, yeah, I had, like, little Swedish fish. The, or not Swedish, but the little red fish you put in your hand. Mm. And they tell you fortune, you know, all these crap. Right. So I was, like, I was buying and selling stuff. But, of course, the porn was the big... Uh, so, um, I would give that to the kids to give me the answers, and that's ah. how I, so I took a public You never speaking. thought to study. No. <laughs> that's, that was tough, you know. So, I had, uh, a public speaking class. Oh, okay. In, like, uh, I guess about 10th grade, and, uh, so my first speech was about, you gotta do something, uh, health care for the elderly. Mm. And my grandmother had Alzheimer's, and she ended up putting in a nursing home. And, and I always used to joke. I said, I want to be a, a nursing home stripper. You know, just as a joke with my brothers. Right. So now I'm doing this public speaking class, and I go, oh, screw it, man. I, I I get a white undershirt. I put lipstick on. I'm kissing them so it looks like lipstick on the shirt. Mm -hmm. I got, like, an underroot. I put dentures in my pants, bingo chair. You know, and I I did this whole... Kind of like a stand-up yeah. routine for your class. For the class, and uh, it was kind of like the kids were trying to laugh, but it was like really uncomfortable because <laughs> you know I'm a nursing home stripper. I do you know this. I start taking it, and the teachers yelling at me. Hey, what? <laughs> 
kicked me out of the class, like literally kicked me out. And then I had to, you know, after that you had to, you know, I had to tell her what speech I'm going to do. Uh-huh. But that was like, boom. Then, I, then of course, right after that, uh, America's, uh, what is it? The Star Search? No, no, the, what's the funny videos, you know. America's, America's Funniest Videos? Videos, oh, yeah. Okay. So they had America's Funniest People one. Okay. Where, like, it was, it was like comics. Yeah. And uh, uh, actually a guy from my town, this guy Wayne Thoden, uh, who's a comedian from Bayport, won. Oh, wow. He won. I, I don't know if he was the first winner or whatever, and he was in a paper. And uh, I remember like, man, I you know I could do my nursing home stripper routine. Or in the show. Yeah, so I did it, and uh, it w- and that was the first time I had to like wait you know, in line with people in my... And you're wearing your... Yeah, outfit. underneath. Yeah, I got oh, a little... Okay, okay, you were covered. And my mom's like, you're like a zombie because, you know, you're pacing back and forth. Yeah. And then uh, my brother took me to, I was talking about Conkama Comedy Club. Okay. And uh, and I got that first taste of yeah. laughs. But that that place was scary. Yeah, I used to get heckled walking up to the stage. You literally, like, you know, there's one thing to go on stage, but you're you're this 110-pound kid walking up, and I'm like, this fucking guy, oh my, <laughs> what the, f- <laughs> but that all is, is, the one thing that's consistent is you've dealt with heckling yeah. since you started, which which serves you well because that, that you know, has given you a tough Yeah, yeah, that excuse. was my, uh, and then I didn't get, so then I started getting a little better, you know, he's stronger, so then when I would get heckled, it would, it would kind of throw me. And plus, my brain's fried. I can't remember my line. You know, I can't remember my act. Like I remember, uh, I had two big heckles in a row. Remember when the Michael Richards situation? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a. yeah. So, so it was more recently than when you. Yeah. So this, uh, uh, I was yeah. So now I'm. I years go by. I'm a headliner, so I you don't get it that much. And I remember. Uh, um, uh, working for the Comedy Zone, mm-hmm. and I'm headlining this gig, and you're on stage. It's a high stage, and the crowd's diagonal to the right. Mm. And this guy and girl, I have my camera up above on the on the balcony, mm-hmm. and they uh, step up and sneak so they don't have to pay, and they sneak up on the balcony. I got my camera there, right. and uh, and I hear them. The guy, oh, this guy sucks, you know. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, you know. He just, just ruined your tape. Yeah, and I ruined the tape. But I hear him, but they don't hear him below. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's just gone. And finally, I do a joke about weird sex drink names, mm-hmm. you know. And it gets a big laugh. So, And I have a drink in my hand, and I kind of take a drink, you know, just to... Punctuate. Yeah, because I had a big laugh. Right. And that was his cue. He leans over the balcony Uh-oh. and goes, "You fucking suck!" Like just screams it, and it, and like I used to, boom, have my lines, yeah. and I just snap. I just go, "I will fucking beat fuck you!" But but, but I'm just screaming, <laughs> and we're going back and forth, and finally, I'm look, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll come down. All right, come down." And like I'm just in that like crazy yeah. on stage muscles, you know. And he snuck in. Yeah. Too, so he's he's bringing attention to the fact that he didn't pay. Yeah. Right. And uh, so now I'm like, uh, like you're starting to go in your head, and go, oh man, I gotta I gotta get the audience back because they're like, what the hell's going on? Right. So 
I go, uh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm getting heckled by the Muppets up there. <laughs> I forgot their name, funny. but I'm saying yeah, it. Yeah, that's funny. And, and he goes, oh, because I'm black. You're calling me a Muppet. And what? he starts, he's, and it was an all-white crowd down below, so he start. he goes, yeah, you fucking racist, he's just calling me racist, uh, racist, and I'm looking at the people, and I, and in my head I go, is that a racist, like, I don't know, and I'm looking at them, I go, no, I didn't mean it as a racist right. term, like, and they go, oh, you shouldn't have went there. <laughs> I never knew Muppet yeah, was yeah, a no. racial, uh, so they, the thing. security is literally yanking the guy out, and you hear him. All the way out of the club. You racist. You wait. I was like, oh shit. And it threw me. I'm like, man, did I did I cross the line? Right. You know, did I pull a Michael Richards? I got right. it on tape. I'm afraid the tape's gonna right. get out. Right. So then I go, uh, I go down to the Star Dome, in Alabama. Alabama, and I'm just featuring, and uh, it was it was weird because when you're featuring normally. You get the check spots when you're closing, mm-hmm. and this is a big, you know. This is a. I have two camera. I mean, this is a four hundred. It's, it's literally a theater. Yeah. But uh, so it was my first time there, and who were you with? Who was that like? Uh, Mark Ryan. Do you know okay. Mark? So he does this Steve character on on the internet. It's like viral, which is funny because when when guys and he's a funny stand up, but when people have characters like Larry the Cable, like. Yeah. Uh, the people just want to see the character. Yeah, they don't care about so your when he of view. and they were wearing his Steve shirts, oh, you know. So like, he he would say, "My friend Steve," yeah, like the whole crowd, you know. Um, so, but the MC was this guy. Uh, he was a former wrestler, you know, and and it was just like he had joke Joe, you know what I mean? And he'd always bring me up from New York City. Roberts. Yeah, yeah, like he, I know he's a he's a, no, it was some. Uh, Heavy sack. I don't remember. He he used to be in like a tag team with you know other guy. Like I don't know who he was. A big beard. Uh, no, a little, okay. little beard. But he just, um, he was like the local celebrity, you know. Gotcha. So they'd have him come tell jokes, and then Stories. he kept bring. I said, "Don't bring me out from New York City. This is Alabama." You know, like right. they would kind of boo. So, uh, but it's the weirdest thing is that uh, I thought they hated me because. Uh, he kept bringing New York City and they right. kind of moan and whatever. Right. And then uh, the manager goes, no, no, no. It's they're bringing the food out. Like they, that's their cue. When the feature comes on, right. they bring the food out. Okay. And there's 400. So it's like doing a check spot to Ugh. open. Like it, it would throw Ugh. me. So yeah. I finally, the last show... They have a guest spot. This local headliner comes in and does a guest spot. And I, I, I've been trying to take the whole... i got two cameras. Right. And finally, I just go and I'm killing. Because right. now it's like they're already warmed up. There's right. no, you know, food comes out. Right. And I'm just killing. And I hear all the way in the corner, yes, you can, yes, you can. You know, like, sort of like Obama. T- right. I'm like, what the hell? Some drunk lady's yelling out. And I'm like, okay, I do my I'm killing, killing. Yeah, you got it. You got you you good, you good. <laughs> all right, all right, take it easy. Let me do my you know, trying yeah. to do my acts, huh? And it's just you know how it is when people even if they're not saying you suck, yeah. she just chiming in, ch- interrupting, interrupt. So I'm ripping on her, but it's throwing me off. Yeah. And uh 
I guess they told me I did, but I don't remember. I taped it, but I didn't want to look at the tape. <laughs> I guess I called it a C word. Like I finally had enough. It was funny. Uh, I foresaw you saying yeah. the, the Hunter K who's coming out. Right, and that because I couldn't see who it was. So uh, now I lose the crowd. You know, ruined it. Yeah. I kind of get off. Right, you know, finish. And uh, the manager goes, "Hey, man, I'm." I'm sorry about her, you know, because I was saying, hey, you guys got to get her out. I had the whole place say, shut right. the fuck up. Right, you know, I did right. anything I could. They just wouldn't, so, like, manager, and he's apologized. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't want to throw her out right. because she's mentally retarded. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, he goes, that's why we put her in the corner. <laughs> she's a regular. She, <laughs> I go, you got to warn me, because she's been doing this to other comics. Right. Know? And I'm like, man, I just called it. She, he goes, yeah, you called it a C word. I go, oh, shit. So they're... That was funny. Real quick, is that... She, that word is so harsh that you cursed throughout yeah, that yeah, word, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. even are like, yeah. ah, I draw the line so much. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, and the funny thing is, so they're actually... Because they're a whole saying, table. Yes, I can. And you're saying, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's childish, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they're, they're literally finally thrown out the whole table, and they're all mentally challenged. Oh, you know? <laughs> Wait, so there's a, I've, you know, I've, I've seen buses, like, bring, you know, physically and mentally disabled to the movie theaters and yeah. museums I didn't know there was a comedy club yeah and, and, and she was a regular they said so oh, that's wow. why they knew her oh. and the, you know the group and they were, they were throwing her out and I felt bad but I was I was still mad and then they right. and you hear her go I want to buy the merchandise <laughs> it's my CD and I was like whoa, whoa bring it back <laughs> So that bounced, the word bounced over the C word bounced over she wanted did she oh, buy yeah, your she, CD? Uh, no they ended up just they told me to, you know, because they were getting them out. So they said, no, no, just to get them out. You know? But I was right. mad. I'm like, yeah, I got to get my $10, you know. Like, yeah. you know, my... <laughs> you know Tim is, uh, I actually know your ex-wife. Or mm-hmm. I, I I, actually, when I think, I think when I met you, I met you as a, as a pair. Yeah. I met you both together, maybe at New York Comedy Club or the uh, comedy clubs back in the days. And you're newly divorced um and you're engaged yeah. uh to uh chindonesian she's chinese yeah. and indonesian that's yeah. how i remembered it um but tim was uh i'll tell you man, he has i can sit and listen to his stories for days right and i have for the last <laughs> week he has tim was up on the dating the internet scene oh yeah long before normally these episodes you like i like talking straight comedy but He's had so many delicious stories. You you had a story about uh uh they first real quick, you shot you shot a pilot for Amazon? Yeah. What's the name of the pilot? Uh not for nothing. Are we actually gonna we did eight episodes. They uh, did eight, yeah, eight episodes. We did the pilot like three years ago and now okay. we got money to do uh eight episodes. Okay, cool. So, yeah. so so keep an eye out for, for um not for nothing. It's yeah. starring yourself, Jimmy. Jimmy uh, Della Valley, uh, uh, Keith Ross Nelson, and then a bunch of 
like recognize we call them the goombas right. and a bunch of character yeah. actors that I, I saw the sizzle reel of it and immediately I was like oh that's the guy from yeah, yeah so yeah, a yeah, bunch, of, of, yeah. bunch of recognizable faces so I wish you success on that thank you um, how well how did that come about like how did uh, you say you write now was this a, uh, well, basically, a labor of love or uh, yeah my friend Jimmy Delavalle mm-hmm. is Good dude. They call him like the Charlie Hustle. This guy's always he, he's always grinding, always grinding, yeah, always is. doing projects. Yeah. And uh, we wrote stuff uh, year like twenty years ago. We were writing uh, sitcom scripts. And where's Jimmy from? Uh, originally Syracuse. Okay. And then he lived uh, in uh, New York City, All around in the city. Brooklyn. Right. And, yeah. And uh, so then when he moved out, like I was, I was mentioned, I met this comic Dwayne Perkins. Oh yeah, we, met, uh, we know yeah, Dwayne Perkins. Yeah, Dwayne and Jimmy in Boston. Dwayne moved out. We all we all lived in New York at the time. Dwayne moved to L.A. Uh, Jimmy moved out, and Dwayne kind of helped him. Right, right. And then uh, I moved out when I got divorced. Well, I was separated at first, mm-hmm. and uh, I stayed with Jimmy, and he took me to the clubs, got me work on the. And then he's like, "Well, you got to get into the back into acting and back right. into writing." And so we just started writing scripts. And then and I love I love hearing I, I love when uh, you know cats that came up together yeah. all sort of you know look out for each other. Dwayne went out, and then when Jimmy went out, Dwayne you know sort of uh, you know pulled him under the umbrella. Yeah. And then when when you came out, they pulled you under the umbrella, and all you know we're working together. I like hearing stories. Yeah, like that, they definitely you know? uh, they helped, and and he got me you know because I. Had, that crappy IMDb, you know, I got like three things, you know. Right, right, right. So they were doing, Jimmy the Hustle's always producing, you know, short Shorts, films yeah. and this and getting me on there. And he was doing a, a, the ho- a co-host of like a talk show mm-hmm. local. So I was doing episodes and I was writing, I, you know, so I got writing credits, I got mm-hmm. acting credits, you know. So, yeah, and then we did the... Uh, pilot kind of based on ourselves because uh, we all have these crazy stories yeah we all have crazy stories but you have the craziest man. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna give you credit and then and, and you know that's that's the protocol for for today man is that you know what don't just get so caught up in one one form of creation of, yeah. of the creative process you know you started as a stand-up but you always wrote Jimmy started as a stand-up and an actor, so he always created. You know, if if, if you're out there and you and you hear this, um, I do as well. I, you know, I'm always I, I'm working on the script while I'm on this uh, cruise, just because I was like, well, I have I have two weeks of a lot of downtime, so why not? And I um I I think I'm up to 33 pages actually. Oh, nice. To I, since I'm leaving today, I'm I'm hoping I can get another five. Uh, five pages out before um before i fly out uh tomorrow always stay creative man this uh for anybody that 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 hears this uh whether you're a new comic whether you're a seasoned comic um you know there are opportunities that are always out there you know mark theobald good friend of mine is he's a stand-up but he's also a writer now that you know he's working on tracy morgan's uh the last OG on TBS, they're getting ready to start season two. And then in the meantime, while, during the downtime of that, they're working on selling this movie um, project. This, entertainment is, is really about just spinning a bunch of plates, yep. you yep. know, a bunch of saucers and saying, all right, well, I need to, if I get this one spinning. Once, once one person says, yeah, we like you for that, 
then everybody starts uh, starts saying, "Oh, you you we we want him too," because that's unfortunately that's how the industry is. Yeah, where yeah. You you could uh, be desolate and broke and and out in the wilderness of entertainment. Yeah. And no one's paying you any mind, but if you're if you're stockpiling this uh you know this cadre of material, yeah, you know, eventually someone's gonna say, oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I like that guy. And next thing you know, you have you're like, oh, you like that here? What about this? Yep. And what about and you just keep yeah pulling stuff. And not out. only that is the because I was saying I did the pilot three years ago, and it just so happened that one of the restaurants that we filmed at is a guy that ended up. Uh, working for Comedy Central, so oh. I was doing some work on Comedy Central mm-hmm. just because, you know, we met him through the pot. Right. So you never know the connection. Yeah, relationships that, yeah. Are, are golden. Yeah, absolutely. Here. Relationships are golden. But tell me about um, going back to your dating oh. life. Yeah, cause, <laughs> so I was I was a late bloomer. Like, I was a virgin until I was like 22, you know. And I got. I was late too. Yes. I was 19, though. But I, uh, you know, I had my issues in college you know i tried you know yeah, i, we I failed you know yeah. and uh then all of a sudden in the 90s the um like aol versus microsoft type right. things and they had chat rooms and uh, i like i said i was always kind of a writer so yeah. that was my natural because i used to go in chat rooms and do j- material oh that's funny and then i would kind of i saw women kind of you know, flirting, so yeah. I became like a, I used to call Don Juan de AOL, you know, I used to, <laughs> and I get hundreds and hundreds. You got tailed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I did a, uh, sort of like a bringer show to do a taping at Caroline's in like 99, mm-hmm. and uh, I had 70 women come just to that show. Wow. And uh, the problem is, you Dude, know. that's they, impressive. Yeah, because it was, but then, you know, they see each other. <laughs> You know, afterwards, because I even told him, I go, hey, you know, I'm, I have another spot afterwards. Oh, so and, you can get in and out. Yeah, because, uh, of course, as soon as you get off, bam, they all start coming. Who's this girl? Who's that girl? You oh, know, like, because wow. you, would, you would have, you, like, you relationships yeah, on the side. Be, yeah. yeah, right. They were all, they they all thought they were the one. Yeah. Online. Yeah, and then uh, I used to joke, I had a lot of... Uh, Computer material, buying a computer, cyber sex, uh, you know, meeting women, crazy women. Actually, I do a joke about Angela Jr. I don't know if you... Mm. Oh, I, uh, sometimes I do it on stage, but that was a true story where I... The first girl I met, her picture was so old, I thought it was her mother. It was a girl, Angela, <laughs> in Queens, you know, and that... And the funny thing is, this is how bad, because I was a virgin, uh, I think... I think that was a girl I saw at Titanic. That's when Titanic... Yeah. Right, came out. Um, I was like, she, her face was all like old. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, pock marks all over her face. And I was like, so upset with myself. I'm like, why did I? Because her picture was blurry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, cause it was the scanner days. Oh, uh, okay. And so you thought the pock marks were just uh, uh, pixelation. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and of course, I still tried to. Fucker, right, <laughs> like I, right. I couldn't even. Control. I'm like, man, this girl's hideous. I like, I'm mad. But I got I got. I'm a virgin. I got a. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, like she, you know. But uh, but then I started, you know, meeting. Then I know if you are more flirtatious early on, uh-huh. you find the girls. And, and how'd you know someone was more flirtatious than that? Oh, they would. Uh, 
you would, I would, because I had a lot of sex jokes in my act, like, kind of, I, you could tell by their reaction, okay. you know, if they think it's funny. Or if, it's, or if they're prudish. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. if, like, you know, they're not laughing, they're not right. doing, if they're not writing back, you Did know. people LOL back then? I think so, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, you'd say, hey, I'm a comic, and some of them, like, they want to come. That's why I'd save them for Caroline's uh, or something, like big a big show. show. Big show. And and plus I'd get like this would be like three bucks you know mm-hmm. so, um, but uh, yeah it was it was my and then they start like you start to learn I even wrote a book back in the day I never mm-hmm. released it but uh, uh they because they used to call me an online pimp I used to t- I taught Jimmy <laughs> how to do I told these guys how to how to meet women and uh, and it was effectively working for yeah them. yeah because oh, wow. a lot of the, a lot of women that back then. They were same thing. They were lonely. They right. or they were you know hard to. They were horny too. They right. were just trying to find a guy. So you'd have women just show up at your place. You give your address, you know, and they just show up. Right. And of course, you get some uh, ones that, like I said, don't look like the picture. You're like, yeah. oh man. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, this is a funny Jimmy story I tell. So when I I uh, lived in Manhattan and. Uh, and I meet this girl, again, like I used to, not to be mean, but I'm going to be mean. Like her picture was taken three chins ago. So, you know what I mean? Like it's just like, damn, man. So, uh, she, uh, we're supposed to go uh, to like a restaurant, go to a movie. Right. So I'm like, I don't want to spend my, like in my head, I'm going, nah. Right. So I go, let's just get a coffee. So we go to like a. And real quick, you you don't want to spend money, but you you will smash. You will have sex with her. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell okay, you in a second. Okay. So I uh, so I bring her to the and she's like maybe nineteen, young, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, we're in a coffee place. She takes out a flask, uh-huh. and I go, "Are you even old enough to drink?" And she goes. Yeah, that's what she goes. No, I'm 19, but that's all right. She puts it in her coffee, like, so no, there's some shady stuff right, right off the right. bat, you know, putting, you know. And she's not hiding this from you. No, no. Now she, like I said, she's she's really heavy, but she's uh, flat chested, mm-hmm. and she's got a you know, like a a, a V. Mm-hmm. V-neck. With no cleavage, but a big scar oh, down her. Oh, she had a ho- open heart surgery. Oh, and so, <laughs> she's got like short show with a big ass leg. So then she goes, oh, well, you said you're going to take me to the movie. So I said, oh, we got a blockbuster. <laughs> so I, I, we go to remember the movie Scream comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's watch Scream. And uh, I put it on. And uh, I lived in Midtown. So, like, when people, like, guys like my friend Jimmy, he lived uptown, so you would get stuck in Midtown. Like, you could, you know, if you take a taxi, so you're in, or, or you know, had another audition, you got to yeah. wait around. Yeah. So, and he's like me, we have uh, intestinal problems. Okay. You know, in New York City, it's hard to go to yeah, the bathroom. Yeah. So he's ringing my bell while I'm watching a movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nah. And he kept ringing, ringing. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. I knew it was him. He said, let me up. I got to go to... <laughs> so he comes up, and, uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, she's... So, and you feel caught. Yeah, I'm caught. So I I go, uh, hey, Jimmy, this is whatever. This is Lisa. And he just 
<laughs> you know, right in her face. Oh, oh come on. on. Like, he's like, damn. Oh, you know? come on. He Jimmy. saw the scar, and he's oh. like, damn. You know? God. Like, yeah, it's just no manners at all. Like, just... <laughs> So he goes, you know, stinks up the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is weird, this man. Is a terrible date. Terrible, right? So now the movie's going. He leaves, you know, and uh, I get a call from him like five minutes later. And she's like, are you going to get that? I go, no, it's on. And I had one of those answer machines with a little micro cassette. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I go, no, I'm, I'll go to the machine. Oh, and it's gosh. one of those ones that you could hear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And it, Didn't he know that before he left I, the message? No, nah, he just oh, thought. Oh, gosh. He goes, hey, this, this Jimmy, uh, I've seen you with hot girls. Well, have some decency. Do not fuck oh. that fat pig. Jesus Christ, a scar. Oh, and a, oh, disgusting. God. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running over, and I'm, and I'm trying to, and he's leaving it mid-message, so I'm trying to, like, and it's like rewinding the mess because, uh, like, you're pressing a button. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's fat pig. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So what does she say? Uh, she just like, what? You know, like, what's going no. on? And I go, no, no, he's, he's cool. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and after that, we just left. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe he did help me because I probably, <laughs> you know. Because you were going to. Probably. If you made it a blockbuster yeah, I couldn't. night. Blockbuster night was effectively Netflix and chill. Yeah, then, yeah. Right, so. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of those. Uh... Oh, yeah, like I had a, uh, like I, I had no control. Like I said, I even if I was like not attracted to the girl. Right. Uh, I remember one girl, I, I was Puerto Rican, you know how tough Puerto Rican girls, uh -huh. I meet her. And uh, again, really big, didn't look like a picture at all. And you're just mad, like you want to walk away, and she's like, "This is what we're gonna do. You're gonna, you're gonna take me to the, cause I said we'll go to a restaurant. You're gonna take me to a restaurant. We're gonna go back to your place. You're gonna fuck me doggy style. Oh. Then you're gonna walk me back to the subway so I can go get my son." And I go, "Okay." And that's what, <laughs> like, I had no control. You know, I was like, "Okay, that's what we do." <laughs> oh man. Days before Tinder. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You said one time there were there was someone it was she was too young or something and, and was that you or Jimmy? You said there was oh, a story Oh uh, yeah, I wonder where uh a girl wanted to have a threesome. Right. So she uh and she's shown me pictures like of the cleave not like topless but like right. basically topless right. and like big breasts, you know. Thin, you know, and mm -hmm. I said, okay. So you were like, ooh, finally a thin one? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> she's like, I'll bring my friend, my hot friend, and they get to my my apartment, mm -hmm. and I'm like, and they were like scantily clad, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, you look a little young. And they said, oh, we're 20. And I said, well, what grade are you in? They go, no, 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 we go to University of Manhattan. I go... I go, well, yeah, what? You know, I started asking. And yeah. they go, oh, all right, we're 16. You, do I you ask what year? Yeah, what year? Born. Yeah, and they go, we're 16. Oh, wow. And uh, I go, man, I can't, I can't yeah. let you yeah. in. And they go, we won't tell. I uh -oh. said, I will. I'll, right. You know, I'm a guy, right. like, I'm going to screw up and get arrested, yeah, you know. Yeah, so so there you see people. So even though you've heard some of these stories, it's good to know that Tim Howard does have some morals, <laughs> some morals. and ethics. Barely. <laughs> and he won't. Yeah, and like I joke about the Black Virgin. I, tell, I don't know if you heard that. No, oh. but I, I'm looking I, So these I, I talk about on stage, like, and this is true. People think I'm, I'm making up because I do it on stage. Right. But, 
she goes, uh, she was waiting to lose her virginity, and she goes, uh, I didn't want to lose my virginity to a black guy because it would hurt too much, <laughs> so I chose you. And I was actually excited, you know, like, Not like it didn't even dawn on me, like, oh, yeah. she's making fun. <laughs> like, I was just happy, you know. <laughs> oh, shoot, yo, I, all right, I'm going to hit Your show you guys just shot, you said, okay, we'll end on this story. Maybe not. You said that your girlfriend was supposed to be played by... No, your ex was... Is it in, in the show, it's your ex-wife. Oh, no, she... Uh, no, a woman... It's based on a woman that I meet online. Okay. Who, uh, in Chatsworth... This is true, where her ex-husband was a porn star. She wouldn't tell me who. Right. And, and, and me being an idiot, because I just got divorced at the time, I'm like... Yeah, I'll, this porn star couldn't satisfy this woman. Let me let me have a shot at this. Uh-huh. And she literally uh, kicked me off, told me to get off, mm-hmm. and she was done with me. I got fired. You know what I mean? Like, and she put, took out the big you know thing. So we we used that story with another where uh, uh, in the pilot. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, and, and and but it was a real porn. Did you say that? Oh yes. Yeah. So they were trying to get actresses and comedians, and then they go, okay, well, Tim has these sex stories right. that. So you're gonna have to be moaning, you know, because right. it's. And they're like, uh oh, you know, like they're like, and, I'm an actress. I'm not that type of, right, you know. So right. they, they had, go, and you actually had, initially had hired someone. Yeah, yeah. That is someone's daughter. Yeah, his famous that, father. Yeah. So right. we're like, uh oh, all right. So she's mad, like she don't want her father knowing it. So they're like, well, this is L.A. We'll get a real porn star, and they get a porn star. <laughs> and the uh, I don't want to talk bad about her, but she had some you know, stuff. But she was sweet, real sweet. Okay. And the funny thing, she came in because the the part is like I I go numb and you know and I can't satisfy her, and uh, so they so she's uh, like they were the like black version. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're like, well, you gotta go naked, and I go, man, I don't, I don't. So I got a G string, but I. I put it on wrong, like I didn't, you know, because I was putting it, and then, uh, so she come in to help me, and I'm like, oh, this is where I'm engaged, I'm not supposed to be, you know, you know, letting a porn star come into the bathroom to help you adjust your G-string, but I had, like, my little, like, he wasn't awake, you know, so I was like, oh, it actually helped, I'm like, good, because, like, I turned on, and like, hey, here's your chance, you got a porn star in the bathroom with you, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, oh, so the, the crazy part is uh, the director and Jimmy, of course, they go, uh, they go, because she's got to push me off her, and for the first couple takes, she's using her hand, and then she's supposed to take a vibrator and go to town. So they tell her, hey, do this to make Tim really react. Right. And I'm a little little OCD with anything, you know, mm. uh, certain sex fluids, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so she takes the vibrator and to get me off, she wipes it all over my face <laughs> and I start freaking out. And the director's like, perfect. That was great. Let's and do it see. again. Yeah. <laughs> no, now y'all see why I had to, and he has, he has more. Here's what I said to Tim, probably by day three, but you guys got on on Sunday. I had already been on a week. And by Tuesday or Wednesday, he had told me, 
I mean, he has stories about you know the 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 AOL, AOL dating days to shows. You know what? We we can end on the 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 mafioso uh, uh the the oh, was it? Yeah, the Bay yeah. Ridge wherever yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah, so there's a because uh, you know I'm sure you got a lot of New York. Yeah. There's a place, uh, Spumoni Gardens, LMB is a famous, and it's one. Uh, and I do a, a show, not there, a different pizza place, but I guess they own, and uh, and I'm supposed to get like three fifty, three hundred fifty dollars, yeah. and one of the guy, he's one of those guys like typical Brooklyn yeah. Italian, you know, he, put your hand out, you know, yeah. you put your hand out to get Wants paid. Wants to prove that yeah. he's the man. And he's got the hundreds, and he goes, 100, two, he's real loud, 300, and he goes, how much am I supposed to pay? I go, 350, he goes, I don't have nothing less than 100, 400, boom, he goes, you happy with that? I go, yeah, he goes, take another one, you know, (laughs) and you're like, thanks, man, he goes, yeah, yeah, take another, he just keeps like, you know. So then he goes, come to L&B and, you know, I'll take care of you, blah, 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 because my family, uh, when I was married, they live near there, near Coney Island, Mm. And uh, so I bring my wife, her friends, and we're just getting pizza. It's a famous pizza place. And I said, hey, where's uh, Lenny? You know, just to tell him I'm here, that I showed up. And uh, and they're like, oh, Lenny said you come, you get the chef's table. And uh, and I said, man, we're just getting uh, pizza. No, 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 Lenny said you get, they're piling out the food and big plates and and I'm like, man, this is so. I go, I guess I had fifty bucks on. Him. That's it. And then uh, that's such a comedian move. Yeah. So I go, all right. I guess I'll give it as because he said he's taking care of me. I'll give him as a tip to the waiter. And I give the waiter. I go, hey, this is for you. I give him fifty, and he goes, thank you. Here's your bill. <laughs> and I go, I don't have the money. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> So I go, where's Lenny? I get Lenny. So Lenny comes out and he's like, oh, you gotta have more. You know, he gives me pies and he's giving me gelato. I mean, like big pint, you know, big right, right. T-shirts. And finally, uh, I'm trying to tell him, and my my wife's friends like, no, no, I'll pay. <laughs> you know, like that's why I was wondering, do they know at this point you've you've tapped out when oh, you're yeah. fifty? Yeah, yeah, they knew. <laughs> I was. The- Cause I had just got married. I ended up going bankrupt. Like, I was like, we had a little wedding, and she's like, "No, no, we gotta, you know, I got more. Literally, like a ten. I'm like ten to fifteen thousand. That's all I can afford. Right. Actually, you know, it's thirty five thousand. I'm like, man, I'm doing fifteen dollar spots at New York Comedy Club. I ain't, I can't afford this. You know, I gotta get back into selling porn stuff. You know. <laughs> Oh shoot! Oh, so so Lenny let you slide. He didn't. You didn't have. Yeah, to. she gave the the basic bill, but like he didn't charge for the the secondary stuff. Right. But right. Yeah. Right, man. Tim, I, I keep I I said it a couple of days ago. Um, you you should you say you wrote a book years ago just for your oh, the, friends. The funny thing was, yeah, I wrote it in the nineties about meeting women online right and because everyone used to call me a cyber pimp I, and it was kind of real it was kind of my act with it right. so it was like right. and I remember my wife when I met her like the end of the like 2000 she's like oh that's a fad down 
Oh, the dating online. Yeah, the people aren't going to do that anymore. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I kind of like ripped it off, you right. know. Oh, Because there was a lot of sex stories, too, you know, like right. about meeting, you know. So she's like, oh, that's a fan. You don't have it saved on like a hard drive? I have like some of the stories, but uh, I don't have the, the. I might have it somewhere. Oh. You know how you keep your old cell phones and computers? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think okay. I have an old computer okay. that probably has it, but. Right. It's like Gaffigan said, we don't have old picture albums, we have old laptops. Yeah, 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 basically. Nah, dude, because you just, you have so many, like, similar to, I don't know if you guys uh, know of, but there's a, there's a comedian slash character actor, Fred Stoller, which you actually, Tim knows, and... I read he 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 wrote um he actually wrote I saw two books one of them I think is on my phone is called uh, maybe we'll have you back and it's the story of a guy who is a perpetual character actor that works does a lot of sitcoms and and always hopes that he gets five lines and at the end of uh, taping whether Friends or Seinfeld, they say, you know, oh, we, you, you got to laugh, man. We got to bring you back. That's that, Because he said that's what he was living for, just to yeah. get called back, you mm-hmm. know, and get a couple of extra lines because the residual, the, the pay is great and then the residuals, but he also becomes the guy, hey, you're that guy yeah. from. And he wrote that book. I'm like, Tim, Tim, how you, you need, you have stories about stand-up, you have stories, you have a lot, and you have a lot of stories about, I mean, we were talking about uh, 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 Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry Wilson. Wilson yesterday, yeah. and your memory, see, I don't remember everybody's name, but because you also came up under, I mean, you, you came up in that whole Long Island crew with um guys, and who are some of the guys that you came Kevin up James, with? Kevin James, uh, Adam Ferrara. Yeah, uh, man, you know. There's, there's a whole crew of guys yeah. that that have gone on to major success. Which does, let me ask you, does that does that bother you? Because people ask me all the time, They're like, well, you came up with, you know, such and such, uh, you know, Kevin Hart or whomever, and Leslie. You don't feel like you are you upset? Like, no, I'm not upset because that's that's their journey, and I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. done. Yeah, but do yeah. people kind of look at you the same way? Uh, I mean, some people have said that. Again, uh, I don't have the TV any TV crowd. I was supposed to do Premium Blend in 2002, uh-huh. and you know, which is a minor credit, but yeah. even that was like my supposed to be my big credit, and mm-hmm. then, but my act, the tape that I sent them 2001 was about being. Iranian. Ah. So they said, oh, yeah, 9-11. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll get you back uh, in your right. next year. And never, right. you know. So, like, you, you have a little grudge, but uh, it did help me, like, because uh, I used to open for Kevin James when he first started getting, before he went to theaters. And and because uh, my father was very against me doing stand-up, you know, because I quit college oh, to do okay. full-time and, you know, so... Oh, you also hadn't studied in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't going to survive anyway. <laughs> and so, yeah, I uh, I took him to see Kevin James and, uh, like, John DeRest, I don't know, yeah, like, DeResta, John had a sitcom. Yeah. Like, so, uh, I, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I was showing him, like, look, there's... So then he's... And it's funny because his he was a doctor and his... Doctor office was right down the block from a comedy club. Oh, really? So once he saw that the potential success, he would invite everybody to come. So I was like a, 
I was selling out, but nobody even knew who I was. They just knew me as the son right. of, uh, you know, my, my father, right. that they knew my father. So, uh, and then I was dirty, so it was kind of weird because, you know, like, they were like, your son is a little, uh, Got a little, little, blue. Yeah, a little blue, yeah. But, uh, was it, but ultimately he was proud because now he, because I think that that's a natural. There's a natural inclination that your your parents specifically, your family, but your parents uh, specifically, want you to be okay. Want yeah. you to find whatever your success is. They want yeah. you to be happy, but they also want you to uh, have the means to make a living at yeah, whatever yeah. you choose. And so I understand parents' fear initially, oh, yeah, but yeah. after he saw. Oh, Kevin James is selling yeah. out theaters, yeah, and yeah. the rest has this TV show on. Did he? Did that kind of make? Yeah, it that okay. and because uh, what happened <clears throat> was the f- uh, first time he saw me, he walked out of the show because I was making fun of him, and I kind of crossed the <laughs> line a little bit because he used to hook me up with his patients. He was like a <laughs> I mean, like that's a whole nother. So now we know where the pimp angle. Yeah, was. yeah. My father Cyber was pimp came from. my father. Uh, literally, yeah, I used to be with prostitutes, and you know, and like he doesn't, he doesn't care. Like he, so when my oldest brother was sixteen, I have three older brothers, sixteen, then it was thirteen, eleven, and I'm, or or uh, fourteen, uh, twelve. I was eleven, and then my little brother was was crawling. He was an <laughs> infant. It was all boys. It was like The Simpsons. We're all sitting on the couch, right. like progressively smaller, and then my little brother crawling around. Because it was my oldest brother's 16th birthday, my dad went out and got a porn for all of us to watch. <laughs> and it was like a 1970... It was VHS tape days. Yeah, 70s. He puts it in as a big, you know, afro down there. And so he's come... Hey, what is it? You know, then, that's a Del Rio. Yeah, yeah. Back, and then he would, sh- you know, they... You know, showed a guy from behind, and even the uh, guy was hairy back then. <laughs> so my dad, hey, shut this off. I show you, and he's, he's this old Iranian guy. They put the legs above your head oh, like this. <laughs> my mom comes. What are you oh, doing? Nah, they have to learn sometime. Your Norwegian mother walks yeah. in on your Iranian dad showing the boys. Yeah, porn, hairy <laughs> 70s porn <laughs> with the hedgehog. Yeah. You wonder maybe I had some <laughs> weird experiences growing up. Oh man, dude, I could, I could, man, write a book. Um, I should. You just, just write, just write a little bit every day, and next thing you know, yeah, you have a book. I'd buy it, I'd read it, and I'd tell people to to read it as well because you got, because um, those those are the stories that that you know that make people. <laughs> <laughs> Not only happy, but they're, they're funny, man. And they're funny because they're true and it's unfiltered. Yeah. You know, that's um. And it's funny because, like I tell, my brain's fry. I have trouble. I can't remember my act. Mm-hmm. I I blank. I every time I go on stage, I blank. Right. But you know, I know I've been doing it long enough. I'll think of something. Right. But at least remember. I have like memories where, like before, I had that downhill. You know, now I'm in my four. Where like before, your body went downhill. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good. Uh, like if somebody says something, I'll go, oh yeah, all right, I have this stuff, and I can right. visualize it and remember right, it. Right. But like new stuff, I, I kind of, I can't, I'll write a joke and I'll just, I'll go to tell it on stage and I'll tell the setup and then forget the punchline. Right. <laughs> you know, you're just up there and, like, I had a punchline for that, I don't remember. And that also speaks, I mean, you said earlier, um, even if you take it back to your AOL dating days, that you have a talent for 
writing. You know, the, every comic isn't isn't a vibrant performer. Yeah. But you, you, just, this is one man's opinion. I sound like Barry Katz now. Yeah. This is one man's opinion, but... You you have a, a a skill with words where you can sit down. Yeah. And you have these 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 long tapestries of stories mm-hmm. that that are colored with with vibrant hues that that are entertaining. You know, and and so me just the 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 friend but also producer mind. I mean, I'm like, dude, that's that's your gold mine. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah stand up too, but that's that's what. what People are gonna say, you know. I think everyone, everyone has a, a talent, you know, mm-hmm. that that they sometimes don't key in on. Like last week, Dylan kept telling me about, man, you have all these impressions, and you don't do them the way you really could. Yeah, you know, and so the same way he was reminding me of that, I'm I'm reminding you that your talent, just those stories are, yeah. are brilliant. And and hardly like we we this has been what uh, y'all have spent an hour and twenty almost twenty four one hour and oh, twenty four minutes with us, right? And the. And this was effortless, right? This was an effortless uh, um, us just yapping. Imagine what would happen if you actually sat down and said, "You know what? Let me write about." That's how I keep that. That's my journal. Oh, good. Since 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 ninety six, I've been writing. Oh wow, smart. And 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 we were talking about and another four years from 90 or ninety two audio micro cassettes of of me. Uh, my audio files, right? Um, so it's just because there's a lot of material that you just you you have it, but you may yeah. not use it. Maybe, maybe you use it for a screenplay or mm. whatever. But it's it's in there, so you should just you should let it out, man. I, sure um, I appreciate you coming and oh, sitting thank down you. and doing this. We need to go grab some lunch. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, if they could spell homeyun, <laughs> how do you spell your name first off? Yeah, uh, homeyun H O M. A Y O O N. It's phonetically like you really just pronounce what you see. Yeah, yeah. You know, but and uh, somebody actually stole my uh, com, so I actually have Tim Who. So that, <laughs> but it's still got my that's, MySpace. That's, that you know, I'm, that's your I'm, MySpace. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all, <laughs> you know, I, people are like, why haven't you succeeded? I go, I'm lazy. I'm, I'm behind the time. That's I got why, two, two MySpace accounts because I had the personal. And the comedy. Oh wow! Wow, you went all out. Do you do you have Instagram yet? Uh yeah, but okay. I, uh, yeah, because I have it attached to, uh, like Facebook. So okay. Facebook's my main thing. Okay. And then uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Um, all just at Tim Tim who Tim, or Tim Homie Tim Homieun. Yeah. Okay. All right. So y'all know where to find Tim. Obviously, for me, at I am Dean Edwards. Um, on all social media, because that's who I am. Do you have any upcoming dates that you want to plug before we go? Uh, just a lot of cruises, so nothing... I don't really... Uh, I haven't booked too many comedy clubs, so it's... Um, yeah, just nothing really for people to come yet. Okay. Know? Yeah, because I've been... I just, literally, right before I got here, they told me to keep it open because I they were booking all my cruise dates. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, I gotcha. waited for those first. Okay. Okay, well here for me, um, I have I have a bunch of dates coming up, man. Um, actually, this week, uh, anyone that's in the Hartford, Connecticut area or the surrounding Connecticut or New England area, man, I'm at the uh, Hartford, Connecticut 
the Hartford Funny Bone this Thursday through Saturday, the 28th, 29th, and 30th. You can uh, go look up Hartford Funny Bone for that information. Uh, and then January is, is, is on a popping kind of busy. Uh, actually, the Father Muck and Funny Tour 2018 launches. You know what I'm saying? 2017 is almost over, mm -hmm. so we, we, we getting the hashtag Father Muck and Funny uh, Tour 2018 underway. Uh, Father Muck and Funny uh, colon three the hard way because... Um, my man Artie Fuqua is going to be rolling myself and, and Harris Stanton. Like, oh, y'all nice. are used to me and Harris, but Artie's going to do a couple of dates with us. So we're doing the Denver Improv uh, January 4th, Thursday, January 4th through uh, Sunday, January 7th. And actually, I think I think we're going to uh, my boy Phil. Um, he he uh, runs the club out there in Denver. He got us tickets to Nuggets game oh, nice. on that Wednesday. So we're like, Harris told me that uh, he he WhatsApped me yesterday. I was like, oh, that's dope, you know, because yeah, we, cool. we we all we never. He's always like, because Phil played professional basketball oh, wow. overseas, so he's cool with a lot of players. And uh, he's been saying, yeah, man, I, I want to get y'all to a game, so I'm I'm excited about that. The following week, y'all can catch me, um, myself, uh, Harris featuring Artie hosting at Gotham Comedy Club five shows on MLK weekend. That's uh, January 12th and 13th. That's for all my tri-state people in New York, uh, Connecticut, Jersey, the upstate New York, Westchester, whatever. Y'all can come out and get some of this funny on MLK weekend, the 12th and the 13th of January. And then we're in Rochester the following weekend at the Carlson, this new comedy club up in Rochester, the 18th, 19th, and 20th, myself, Harris, and Artie Fuqua as well. Um, and then I'm home for a couple of weeks. And then just just keep keep this open. I, I'll also uh, be doing with, with uh, <laughs> Harrison and Artie. We're at the Cleveland Improv in February. Actually, uh... We get there the 15th through the 18th. That's, so that that's right after Valentine's. It's Valentine's weekend. So if, if you've been looking to do something with your lady, bring your lady out for uh, Valentine's weekend if you're in Cleveland. Um, and maybe we'll get King James to come through. If, if That's probably right around the, the All-Star weekend, though, so maybe not. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, all right, well, that's that's your problem, King James, yeah. not mine. Uh, all right, so y'all come and, and check out, you know, all my dates. Check them all on my social media, man. And uh, Tim, man, good looking out. Thanks for coming through. Had a blast. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I was going to... It's funny you mentioned dates because uh, I'm getting married on Valentine's Day. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and I just booked, and my girl's like, because I booked like 14 weeks of cruises. Okay. So she's like, don't be booking more like comedy clubs. So I kept it over there. And uh, it's funny you mentioned, I plug you dates, and I'm like, man, I, she told me to wait. I'm like, listen, <laughs> like, yeah. nah, I got nothing. I got to start going. But yeah, I told her because, yeah, it's Valentine's Day, and I literally... All of January I'm gone, and then I come back the third of February, and I, you know, and then we we're supposed to go on a. But I told her she can come on the cruise. Okay. Okay. You know, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, so daddy, daddy got to work. Yeah. Right? Daddy got to work. You pay for the. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. You're not spending as much money on no, this, no, this is the last time, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, I told her. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alright, well, shoot, Tim. Well, God bless. I wish y'all uh, much success on your nuptials. Oh, thank you. Uh, shout out to your wife. Uh, thank you for, for sharing him with us and, and letting him share these stories and not taking them so serious. Because some, I'm sure someone would hear these stories and would get offended. And oh, like, yeah. you did, but I'm like, he had a life before you, you know, yeah, and, yeah. but he has a, a new life with you and, and, uh, and he's looking forward to that life. So, um, all love, man. Two fingers. It's your man, Dean Edwards. Uh, 90 minutes and counting. Wow, this was a long one. But it was a fun one. I, you know, y'all, if y'all dug him, uh, make sure you go follow Tim on all, all his uh, social media. And if you're still on MySpace, uh, yeah, <laughs> tell him to update. And uh, and leave some comments, man, if you enjoyed the stories. Um, yeah, leave, leave your comments on, on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we'll scream at you on the other side of 20, 2018, all right? All love, two fingers, big.